This is HPR episode 1749 entitled, Scale 13x part 6 of 6. It is hosted by Lord Brush and Lut, and is about 24 minutes long. The summary is, Justin King browser-based emulated computer. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Ladies and gentlemen of Hacker Public Radio, this is Lord Drakenflut here at Scale13x. And who do I have the pleasure of speaking to right now? Hi, I am Justin King. I'm 13, and I'm one of the youngest speakers at Scale, if not the youngest. Now, Justin, what was your talk about? My talk was about this emulator that I made of the oldest working digital computer that is currently working. They rebooted it. But anyways, I made an emulator about it, and it's for education. And I'm talking about how my emulator helps with education and what that 65-year-old computer can teach us now. Now, what, what system did you create an emulator for? It's called the Witch. It's a real. It's the retro computer. It is in Bletchley Park in England, and it used Decatrons, which is a ten-digit, sorry, a nine-digit RAM. Now, let's get to some of the technical things here. What language did you write your uh, emulator in? Well, I wrote it in JavaScript and HTML, and I did some CSS. However, I used the framework called Enyo. It's at enyojs.com, if you don't know, to do all of the user interface. Now, so since you said HTML and JavaScript, is this something I can run in a browser, or is this a desktop application? It's a web browser application. It's best on Chrome or Chromium, but it does work on other browsers. Now, if I just happen to have the code that would have run on that machine, can I, or, you know, for, say, the application that for that machine, could I run that application inside of your system? Yes, you actually can, and that's the great thing about it. It's an original computer put onto the web. So basically, anything you can run on the Witch, you can run on the Witch-E. However, it's not finished yet, but it is almost complete. Um, but it is live, and you can check it out at witch-e.com. Dot org. All right. And what can people learn from a system that old this day and age? First of all, keep it simple stupid, a.k.a. KISS. Um, the principle that all programmers nowadays really need to learn, which is keep it very simple. Don't overcomplicate things just because you think you need them. Only get the bare minimum and the fastest code. Remember, simple is fast code. And what 
what languages do you like to write in? Well, I like to do web languages mostly, and I also do some Ruby, Python, and I work in several game engines like Unity 3D. Now, I'm assuming because we're sitting here at a, you know, primarily a, you know, Linux and technology conference, you're a Linux user yourself. Um, how did you get started with Linux, if I'm not mistaken here, and what is your preferred uh, distro at this time? Okay, well, um, how I got into Linux is because my dad uses Linux a lot. Um, he has to use his Mac for a lot of things, but otherwise he does use Linux, and his least favorite computer to use, he still has to use it for his work as Windows. But anyways, um, I got into Linux when I first saw him doing Linux, and I have not had an actual Linux computer until recently. I've had to run it in virtual machines. And I have a Mac, and I use it mainly because those virtual machines are a bit of a pain. But now that I have a Linux computer, it's a Linux laptop, I use it a lot now. And it's mainly meant for gaming since it has a really good CPU, GPU, and RAM. But overall, I use it so much more. So what is your current Linux system? Oh, sorry. Um, my current Linux system is Xubuntu, which is Ubuntu with the XFCE desktop. And, well, more of what I meant, and I'm sorry for phrasing it badly, what is your um, hardware? Oh, it's an old um, Windows notebook, because it was my originally my grandmother's, but she decided she didn't want it, it was too buggy, so we decided to adopt it as our own and convert it to Linux. Very, very nice. Um, what do you like about the Linux environment versus um, the OS X environment right now? What I like better is mainly the more emphasis on um, the command line. Mainly because the command line is very nice. And also just the interface in general is very nice. And I also like how it's one step closer to using Wine since... OS X has to go through X11 to wine, so it's one extra step in emulation, and everything screws up. So mainly it's because it's one step closer to the hardware and has better interface. Well, for someone as what a lot of people would perceive as, as young as you are, you have some really strong opinions about things right now. Um, which is really refreshing to see. Um, what are some other strong opinions about um, technology you have right now that you think people should know so they can understand you a little better? First of all, I hate Windows. Um, <laughs> and more specifically, I hate Windows because it's not a very good operating system. It's mainly closed source, and that Mac OS X is in the middle of open source. Um, and also, another reason I hate Windows is because the developers really could port all these games to Linux or Mac. It's just they choose not to. And I don't get it. Another strong opinion I have is that Mac OS X is 10 times better than Windows and Linux is 10 times better than Mac OS X. But they're all good for their different areas. So, for example, Windows good for gaming, Linux good for developing, and Mac good for business. They all have their place, and honestly, I go with the... Windows and, sorry, not Windows, Linux and Mac side. 
that's rather an interesting take on things because I've rarely heard OSX be claimed as the one that's good for business. I've actually heard it more Windows is for business, OSX is for the artistic crowd, Windows are for those crazy youngsters who love just tearing their systems apart and getting to know every in, inner working of it. Um, so how is it you came to start with, um, as for your personal you know, laptop, being um, Zubuntu over something else? Well, it was originally my dad's idea, and I've already used Ubuntu, um, but with Unity Desktop. So I decided, well, XFCE can't be any worse than Unity. I'm not saying Unity is bad at all. I'm just saying it's not the most preferable uh, above other desktops. So he decided to put Xubuntu on it. I really didn't have any say. But I actually do like F- XFCE. It works very well. It's very fluid. Um, it doesn't have too many transitions, so it's not super slow. The only problem is it actually does have a problem with lagging when it's connected to a second display. When it's what? Connected to a second display. Ah, so you have some issues doing dual monitor setups currently. Yes. Um, we've found that out during our, during our presentation. And especially LibreOffice has a problem with that. LibreOffice team, if you're listening, please fix the bug that um, it basically shortens and it leaves part of the presentation window open. I'll explain more in detail. Well, um, actually, I will tell you, there is representation of the LibreOffice team at the conference in another part of the expo hall. So you could go and talk to them. Also, you could try to file the bug with uh, LibreOffice letting them know this. I know, but I just found it out today, so... So, definitely, folks, we probably have perhaps one of our youngest uh, bug submitters, at least. Um, What are other things you like about um, the Linux environment right now? Well, those are the main things. But another thing is, of course, free and open-source software. I love free software, and I like it even more if it's open-source mainly because I like to help people out with projects. And also, I like to make it to where if I can't do it something, I can just compile it from source. I'm, I've learned how to compile things from source pretty well. And, of course, there's always Mac ports or other, something other or apt-get to get packages if I don't know how to build them. So that's one reason I like it. Another reason I like Linux is because it is in so many different flavors. Mac really no it's just one-sided windows it's even more one-sided but linux you have so many different things to try out and best of all they are all free now you said you like it when it's free and when it's open let me ask you this are are you aware of as some people would say the difference between free software with the capital f versus free software as in no cost um no i'm not familiar with that but if i had to take my best guess then i would rather have um the one with the capital f because i would think that it would be actual free software well and with the free as in capital f software um that is the open source you're talking about it I, I will tell you it can be among some parts of the community a rather contentious argument as to 
the differences between free software and open source software. Don't don't get uh, bogged into the politics at this age, kid. Definitely. Um, all I think is that I honestly think free and open source software is better because anyone can learn it. And, as I said in my presentation, it can actually help people get jobs. For example, if you were working with NEOJS and helping out the project, then you could get redirected to LG, and they could say, we like you, and you could get a job. Now, 13 years old, you're still in school. I've heard, you know, in some schools it can be problematic trying to use things that aren't, you know, the closed source software because the school dictates you have to have this, there, this, that, or the other. Have you run into this kind of issue in, with school at all at this point? Yes, I have. Um, but it's not that much of a problem since it is still free software. And I don't really have to contribute it to it. They require we use Google Docs instead of LibreOffice. But honestly, I don't care since it's not something I really could contribute to. Google wouldn't make it open source. And best of all, Google makes it to where they actually listen to your opinions, and that's one great thing about open source that Google actually does. Yeah, well, Google is definitely a huge consumer of free and open source software, no doubts about that. Um, how is it, and, you know, most kids your age, and I can remember, now, granted, you know, there is 30-some years difference between... Uh, Justin and my age here. You know, in my time, when I was, you know, around 13 years old, the last thing I wanted to do was be indoors. I was, you know, outside jamming away on, you know, any excuse to be away from anything that could be associated with learning. How is it you have ended up with such a voracious appetite for technology? Um, well, it was mainly because of my early background. So when I was four, I went into kindergarten. That was pretty early. And also, Jen Greenaway did a talk on this at Scale 11X, but if you read earlier, you're more likely to program better. Um, so I was reading when I was two and a half. Not reading completely, but I was reading a lot when I was two and a half, and that probably contributed to it. So then I grow up, I go to Vieja Valley School in Santa Barbara, and I finally learn um, programming using a logo programming language. And I, I wasn't, I was okay with it, but then the next year in first grade, that is when I started to become a prodigy at programming. And you can only imagine how that just wanted me to learn more. I also do 3D rendering and, and animation and game design, not just programming, but overall I'm pretty well-rounded in the area of technology. Awesome. Now, what are some... Um, technologies or you know things within the Linux and free and open source community that you're looking forward to start playing with more? Well, mainly the Blender game engine. I've done a lot with Blender 3D, but Blender game engine I really want to see. Um, and that's one of the major ones. I'm not really sure about anything else, but maybe I'd like to get into OpenShot. Unfortunately, I have After Effects on my Mac, so it's a lot better than OpenShot at this state. But I hope that OpenShot will step up their game and add lots more special effects. Well, perhaps with um, as advanced as you are right now, perhaps maybe you can start contributing to projects like OpenShot, um, ShotCut, 
um, and some of the other videos out there, maybe you can help bring those improvements you want to see to uh, these projects instead of just waiting for someone else to do it. I mean, you've already brought an emulator to market that no one else has. Um, I definitely agree, but then again, I'm pretty busy with school, and I try to help whenever I can, but then again, I have to learn a whole new programming language. I don't know what OpenShot is written in, but I know for sure that it is not JavaScript and HTML, so I'd have to learn a whole new programming language. I'm completely open to that, but I don't know if I have time. But if I do have time, then I would be sure to do that. Well, um, Justin, at this point, is there anything else you would like the Hacker Public Radio audience to know? Anything you think I've missed that you would like to talk about? Yes. First of all, as I said in my talk, um, which is at um, Google Slides, I basically want people to share the Witch-E. The Witch-E is available at Witch-E, the witch that flies on a broom, W-I-T-C-H dash E dot org, and you can look at the manual and everything but what I really want people to do is I want people to share this with any school you can try to implement it in your school if you can't make it a class make it a club but I just want people to spread this overall and help all these kids to become programmers so that the lack of programmers will disappear alright and one thing I was asked um, specifically to ask people is what is your preferred text editor? Um, ooh, that's a difficult one. Um, I use text edit. I mainly use the graphical ones mainly because I don't know how to do VI yet. However, I am learning VI and I usually do insert mode <laughs> when I use VI so that's really not that's really cheating. So I usually use gedit and text edit but I do use VI sometimes. All right. Um, and actually, because we have one other person sitting right behind you, um, let's see if we can sneak her into the conversation for a moment. And um, who are you, ma'am, and what is your relation to Justin? Uh, my name is Marina King, and I'm his mother. Um, Marina... You know, your son here seems to be a, definitely a step ahead of the rest of most kids his age. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, how did you kind of help foster this? Um, I just support his interests, support the things that he likes to do, um, help him uh, stay organized so that he can take advantage of us, his opportunities. That's about it. Um and is there anything you would like the Hacker Public Radio audience um, to know? Maybe ways that parents who have young kids up and coming right now, ways they can help um, foster their son or daughter um, with an interest and a love for science and technology? Just um, look at different opportunities, um, anything from summer camps to things that the school has to offer or... If the child is um, able to get into the GATE program or honors, that definitely helps. Um, Let me, um, GATE pro program isn't something I'm aware of. Is this a regional thing or is this a wider organization? Um, GATE just stands for um, 
gifted and talented education. So it's it's just a program um, in the elementary schools and in some secondary schools where, and it's it's all over, you know, at least all over California, probably around the nation. Um, it's just a program that accelerates, helps to accelerate. It's it's like an like honors classes, helps kids to um, have enrichment classes or move ahead, and especially in math and science. Um, in the, the PTA, the parent-teacher organizations, there's also the STEM classes, science, technology, um, engineering, and math. And so they can look out for opportunities with, um, with that. And just, just, look, just keep your eye out for various opportunities. Or um, Also, Khan Academy has uh, some good opportunities online, some free educational opportunities. Just try to keep them, you know, motivated or have them come to an event like Scale. All right. So I, I would love to thank you both for your time. I know um, things are getting a little late here in the evening here at Scale 13X. Um, Justin, I'm sure I could speak for the entire Hacker Public Radio audience. We... We invite you to become a part of our community. We would love to see you contribute however you can on creating audio content to share, talking about things. Um, and we look forward to the bright future I believe you have in the Linux and uh, broader free and open source software community. So this has been Lord Dragonblut here at Scale13x with Justin King. Thanking everyone for their time. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.